Welcome to another episode of A Braver Brand, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kate K. McCarthy. And y'all, I know every single week I come on here and I say, I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. And it's true because I always am because our guests who come and share their time with me, um, and their wisdom and their stories and their expertise and their unique set of strengths and gifts. It is such a gift to be able to highlight and amplify those stories and their work and to be able to learn from them and with them and share really real conversations about what it is like to be a creative entrepreneur, what it is like to wade through the seasons of discomfort and dryness and um, what it is like to actually hit your stride and then maybe not hit your stride. And I'm so grateful for the raw and the real conversations that we're able to have. That being said, this week, I legitimately have my favorite person on the podcast. And that is no slight to any of our other guests who have been here or who will be coming. But this week, I am sharing a conversation that I had and recorded here in my den with my husband, Patrick McCarthy. Um, And he, I wanted to have him on the podcast one, because he's been such a huge part of my entrepreneurial and human journey. And because he's phenomenal and hilarious. And I just, you know, love every little bit. But also because I don't think we talk enough about what it is like to be the support system for a person in small business, what it is like to be the partner or the friend, or whatever it is. He calls himself my chief cheer officer. He's been the most incredible cheerleader over these past five years of entrepreneurship. Um, But I wanted to hear from the perspective of the partner, what it is like to watch your other half um, put their heart into the world. Because like this is not like a small journey. And they have watched us um, as we've hit challenges and obstacles and when things have been dry and when things have been discouraging and when things have been uncomfortable and also have watched us fly and soar and get our work out into the world. And um, I'm really excited because he shares his perspective in this conversation. He shares his humor. He shares what it has been like to be there for me and why at this juncture in his life, he has chosen not to pursue entrepreneurship because I think that's an important conversation to have as well. So I don't want to spoil it all for you. All I'm saying is it was so good and re-listening to it was like just such a gift. I had this swell of gratitude as I was listening to it for this conversation and the little nuggets that like whether you hear this from your support system, your partner, your parents, your friends, your sisters, your brothers, whatever, whether or not you hear it enough, I hope that you hear it here that this work that you are doing is deeply important and to stay the course because you have got this. All right, here's Patrick. Hello, husband. Welcome to A Braver Brand. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Glad to be here. Sitting here on a Sunday, just recording a podcast episode. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So people who follow me on Instagram have seen your handsome face on the interwebs, but for those who have not met you um, or read about how you are the head of my cheer squad, uh, can you tell them, our beautiful Braver Brand family, a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Patrick. I am the chief cheer officer here at <laughs> of Braver Brand, kkmccarthy.com. I am 
Kate K. McCarthy's husband and partner. I am I work at Seattle University. Go Redhawks. <laughs> and I work in the admissions office. I do a lot of our like marketing and outreach. I work with high school students wanting to go to college, whether that's at Seattle U or elsewhere. So if you have a high school student, send them my way. You can find my contact info at seattleu.edu, and you can go from there. That's me, though, I think, in a nutshell. You co-parent our furry animals. I do that. You do that. So, um, what... Today, what I wanted to talk about is what it is like to be the partner of a creative, of an entrepreneur, of a small business owner, because I think it's a unique form of partnership Um, and one that like when I listen to podcasts and read blog posts, like the partnership aspect doesn't necessarily enter into the larger conversation on a regular basis. And also, I think that it's for me been like the key to my long term staying in the game keeping my mind clear, feeling like I can do this success. And so I thought I'd bring in the man behind the scenes um, to talk more about what that's like and why maybe he has chosen to live the, I want to say nine to five, but like really you travel for work. And so it's not really nine to five, but um, why, why entrepreneurship is my thing and not yours. And, uh, and all of that. So you are a admissions counselor at Seattle U. What do you find to be like the most rewarding part of your work there? I think the most rewarding day to day. I think it always just comes back to working with people Mm. like families and students and whether they end up at Seattle U or don't, um, just being able to connect with people and say hey and help counsel them through the admissions process, like my job title. <laughs> uh, Did you think that you were going to do this when like, you were in college and stuff? No, nah, absolutely not. I, I was a tour guide at NAU where I went to school, Northern Arizona University. and Go Lumberjacks. Go Lumberjacks. I was a tour guide, just did it as a job. Had another job when I graduated from college, applied to this about six months out of school, and got it. And it's great, and I love it, um, but I did not think I was going to do it. And I don't know that I ever really like weighed entrepreneurship or entrepreneurial work as an option. Mm. I just figured, like, get a job, pay the bills, kind of thing. Do the thing. Um, what... What, like, let's talk about uh, small business ownership, entrepreneurship, the creative online lifestyle, which most of our listeners come from that uh, area, um, versus, like, the 9 to 5 gig. What do you see as the benefits of entrepreneurship? Let's start there. Like, when you see me doing my work or when you've met other entrepreneurs, like, what seems to be, like from your perspective as some, as somebody who oh, who works a job. Um, you work a job too. I do work a job. You're right. Thank you. Um, like what seems like the biggest benefit of my work? 
I think, I think the benefit for most entrepreneurs, I mean, this is the hope, right? That you are doing the work you're doing based on a passion you have. Like you've literally just started doing this work because this is what you like to do, right? Like versus just applying to a job because it pays, because it's out there Mm -hmm. and they need to staff it with someone. You and hopefully all of those people out there are working the jobs you're working because you wanted to, because you wanted to start doing it and you like doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a benefit. I think working from anywhere virtually is a benefit. Like you can travel with me, you can go on vacations and still be able to work as long as there's Wi-Fi. You can do work, you can travel. It's That's a freedom to it. Um, you set your own hours, but you also are full of work all the time. You do everything, you run it all. So there, I mean, obviously there's ups and downs and that's why it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Why, we've talked about this before and now we're bringing the conversation public. Why do you feel like the, for right now at least, um, having a more traditional work, a more traditional job is the right fit for you versus entrepreneurship. Like, what do you see as the benefits of that? Um, I don't know. I mean, like you said, like I'm open to whatever happens. If I do, if I'm an entrepreneurism day, maybe I am. Who knows? <laughs> um, right now, I don't, I don't, I'm not in that game. I think one, because I have a job and it pays the bills and it helps and I enjoy my job. Um, I also like the structure of it. I'm a very like structural based guy. Um, like same lunch every day, walk to work every day, kind of the same routine every day. I like having the structure of a work day. I like kind of having people tell me what to do. Like my office and the work we do is very autonomous and we do a lot of it on our own, but Um, just having a boss to report to and not having to do literally everything under the sun for the business that I run sounds great because I don't have to do everything (laughs) under the sun for the business that I own. So I don't know. It seems a lot of it seems overwhelming to me when I think about being an entrepreneur, just because it's so much stuff to do all the time. And I have mad respect for you and everyone else that has built the businesses that they have from the ground up, because I don't know that I could do it. I would need a lot of support, I think. And I just have to learn a lot of stuff, but that's what you all had to do. <laughs> oh, it's really true. Um, so let's move into the partnership piece of things. As y'all can hear, um, it's a good thing we've got going on. Mad respect on both sides. Um, so I started my business. I lose track of years, like five years ago. Like my first business was like five years ago. We got it all ready while we were still living in Flagstaff. And then we moved to Seattle and I officially launched my health coach business, which if you followed along for a while, closed um, back in 2015 after we got married. And then um, almost by accident, beautiful accident, um, launched kind of the second chapter of entrepreneurship for myself. Um, which has led me here. So from your perspective, like what has been, I'm going to start with the most challenging. What has been the most challenging part of being a partner um, to a creative entrepreneur like myself? The most challenging part of being a partner to a creative entrepreneur like yourself. That's the question has been 
just trying to keep you going because you get because everybody is their own harshest critic right Mm -hmm. we don't believe in ourselves sometimes and we second guess ourselves and i just am your chief cheer officer so i have to (laughs) cheer you on all the time um i don't know but it's tiring it's hard sometimes just always being there to say like no you got to do it you got to push through keep your head up go, 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 go. I think that's challenging, but it's also challenging because I have to see you like struggle with yourself and not believing in yourself, even though I know you can do it and I know you can push through. And that's usually what we all need is just like a little push to say like, you can do it. You got this mm-hmm. most, if not all the time, because life's hard and we can't all just do it on our own. Um, we are not built for that. I think that's been the most challenging. What has been the most on the flip side, like the most beautiful yeah and i think it kind of stems from the same thing um just seeing you like get out there and go after it and go get it no matter what it is we are there for each other and i want you to do the best you can and just seeing you like make this what you will is awesome and like it's hard and it's a struggle but i think the reward is the payoff and Mm mm-hmm the reward is you being able to do what you want to do and morphing it into what you see working best, which is how businesses work. They don't always just start perfect. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, they do not. Um, have there been any moments, and I want to know this selfishly, um, have there been any moments where you have witnessed or like been the proudest, like witnessed something click and like what has that been like to what has it been like to watch that from the outside does that make sense yeah I I don't know I mean I think what I go to immediately is like you connecting with other online business owners that you don't know that you've met through Facebook and Instagram and the interwebs and doing entire projects with them or doing Mm. launches with them of different things and just like diving in and getting it um it is a wild world that we live in that like yeah and i feel like i yeah. know half of your followers even though i've never even met them i know anywhere. I and they feel the same way and their faces mm-hmm. there they are yeah um i don't know i think that's cool and seeing you get excited about projects and mm-hmm. relaunching new things and trying things a different way and working through it all mm-hmm. yeah pivoting um I know for myself that like our relationship has grown tremendously well because we work at it but also because like this creative entrepreneurship like pushes me to grow in really unique ways right and I think that that's impacted um our relationship I think overall, probably for the good, I know that there have been hard moments, but um, how do you see, do you see it like playing a role in the progression of our relationship? Yeah. I mean, it's like your, I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, you put your whole life into this thing. Like Mm -hmm. your whole life is this. Mm -hmm. You don't, I mean, you stop working, but you don't stop working. Like you're always going, you've got to think of new stuff. And I think like it's the life we live is your business and how you fit it into our life. But I have to support you throughout it. And I think it's just a way for me to support you more. And I think it's a way for us to grow more 
in our support for each other and our mm-hmm. different roles that we have. Um, so yeah, I think that's how it's played a role in our relationship. Um, and I'm sure it's that way for most people. I, I know it's probably not for a lot of people, but I think that's the hope is that like you do it all together and you grow in it together and you make it work as best as you can. Is there anything that you wish you had known about this journey at the start? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think there's like a perfect equation to it. I don't think it's like a, there's a right and a wrong answer. I don't think there's, um, yeah. Uh, hmm. (laughs) It's a hard question. I know. I think, I think, I mean, it's just like constantly supporting you, like wanting you to do more, wanting you to go more. Um, but I don't think, like, what would I want to know? Like, is there, is, is there anything like that you would have known? Code. Right, what right, a cheat easier? code, yeah. Nothing. Not, I'm nothing. I mean, I think it's just, like, having patience mm-hmm. and knowing that, like, shit's gonna work out in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it is. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a huge part of trusting yeah, like trust and patience mm-hmm. and just knowing that like you got to you got to do it and you got to push through no matter how hard it feels or how hard it is, but I don't think there's anything that's like this one thing will make entrepreneurship easy. No. Like <laughs> you just got to go and push and work and find support systems where you find them. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So, kind of pivoting off partnership for a second and more to you. Because I want to know about you. Um, Creativity has always been a huge part of my business and a huge part of the businesses of the delightful humans that I work with. Um, For yourself, outside of your nine to five, do you have any creative outlets? Why, yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, Great question. I... I think photography is my number one go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have my camera with me. Mm-hmm. So, like, Instagram is where most of my stuff is. Um, and for those of y'all who don't know, he takes film photos. Film photography is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Why film photography? I think I like film just because it's. Um, I mean, it's like one and done. Like, you can't snap 35 photos of this one thing happening to try to get the right shot like you take a photo you hope it turned out well and like the camera i have doesn't have any focus adjustments like you don't do any like it's a point and shoot film camera like hope for the best okay and some shots are like oh that sucks and some are really really cool amazing um but it's i don't know i mean it's I love just being, I love not knowing what the photos look like that I take. And you just got to take them and move on. But it also makes you like really savor the film. Like you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't use all 24 shots on a roll of film for like a 15 second event that happened because you probably can't do it all that quick. (laughs) And two. It would be a waste. It's a waste of film. Like Mm -hmm. you got to use it all for special events, special moments. And I think like the moment, capturing those moments is what's special because you see the photos like three months later after they're developed and you go like, oh my God, remember this? Like, and you know that because you look at all the photos together. Um, I think 
can, can I say something? Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite things, and you've always been a photographer like iPhone or whatever, but one of my favorite things, particularly with the film photos that has happened, is you are observant by your very nature, but it's almost like you see the world looking with like more awareness, like, which is, I think, a really cool thing because most of us have our like necks bent over our phones, right? And like you have your eyes out to the world, always looking like whether it's a cool car that drives by or the way that the light like comes through a tree or like tonks our dog <laughs> sitting on the front driveway, you know, like there are, you have your eyes out to capture moments. And I think it gives you a really cool perspective on life that isn't held within the devices Boom. in our hands. Moments. It's all about the moments. It's all about the Photography moments. Photography is big. Um, I like just like doodling and drawing. We had a little art party last night. That was cool. By so art cool. party, I mean like watching movies and the two of us drawing on white pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Art party. Art party up in here. Um, but like doodling and art and that's helpful in creativity. What do you feel like creativity does? I mean, like one of the cool things, right, is like in the online space, so often what happens is like we have these things that like we love to do, right? Like we love to photograph or we love to draw or whatever it is. And like we're always... I'm not going to say we, but like online, there's always a push to like monetize the thing, right? Like how do I, now that I know how to photograph, how do I sell the photographs? Now that I love to draw, how do I sell my drawings? Um, It's cool. And I have my own creative outlets outside of my business as well. But like to remember that like not all things that we create have to be monetized. They can be, but they don't have to be. Um, what do you feel like creativity, like whether it's the photography or the doodles, we should have more art parties, but um, what do you feel like they do for you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, anxietily? I don't know. I think it takes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes me away from like the rumination in my brain of like worry, like constant worry about stupid things I shouldn't be worrying about. Mm. Like, when I go out and take photos, or and, like, I don't often go out and, like, intentionally just take photos, but, like, on my walks to work, like, I've got my camera, and I'm always looking, but it gives me, it like, gives me something else to focus on, and I, when you draw, like, I found myself yesterday just, like, starting to d- write on a page and drawing whatever I thought of in that moment, um, just, like, taking what my brain provides and rolling with it mm. that isn't, like what do I need to do before I go back to work on Monday kind of thing? Mm. Um, it just like takes me to another place. And I think that's what we all need is that like outlet where worry doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And a reminder of like, Oh, that thought just went away from my head. Just a reminder of like being present and not like expecting anything from it as well. Awesome. What do you now? I mean, we're we're five years into creative entrepreneurship, right? For me, um, we are three years into our marriage, eight years into being together. That's a long time. Um, what are you? What like? What is your hope as we move forward? Like, do you have any dreams for yourself? Like knowing that like we're combining this like traditional 
work environment along with like creative entrepreneurship? Do you see anything that you hope for us and for your family, your family, our family, um, in the future? Um, I don't know. I mean, work wise, I think just like you continuing to do what you do and finding your groove and going down that road, wherever it leads. Um, obviously to live in this world, we need money. And I think that's kind of a main goal is just like making money consistently. Um, and like, we're comfortable and we're good, but more money doesn't hurt anyone. Um, mainly just for like family and living and life. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know though. I mean, I'm happy at my job. I don't know. I'm just kind of rolling with what life throws at me to see what is next. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have any like career aspirations. Um, ironically, I'd love to sell some of my photos. Like, <laughs> that sounds cool. Um, I don't need to. Like I love taking photos, and I'll probably keep doing it no matter what. Um, we'll share your website at the end so that people can go and see your photos if you'd like to buy a print. But I don't know. I think that's it. Just like. I don't know. I, th- I like being happy in life and I just doing what we need to do to stay happy and healthy and sane and feeling good in a crazy world that we live in is good for me. So what do we need to do to do that? Wow, that was weird. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> we need to do to do that. Um, one of the things that I think is so cool is that like we've been together for so long that like there have been moments that like I've been the one where like I work the traditional job while like you finish your schooling and then you work the traditional job while I build my business and now we're at this place where like it just gets better from here like we are like you said we're good we're stable we're moving forward and we're growing but like those years of like having to trade off back and forth I think it prepared us for the journey. So I have two questions that I always ask every single guest on a braver brand. The first of which is who or what makes you feel your bravest? Who or what makes me feel my bravest? I mean, I think like my biggest, like the chief cheer officer for me is you, mm-hmm. <laughs> So that. I think the who is you, Mm -hmm. um, just because it's like day in and day out cheer squad. The what, I think, is like meditation Mm. because it like gets me out of my mind and like the rumination and the anxiety is real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it like grounds me and helps me not be concerned about a lot of things. Um, I think that's what makes me feel my bravest just because then I can do what I feel like I should do. Mm-hmm. without doubting myself or worrying about stuff. Mm. I love that. And then the last question, last but not least, is where can humans find you on the internet? Um, Wherever you'd like for them to follow you, of course. Yeah, I mean, you can find me at seattleu.edu slash meet the counselors. I don't know what that if that's the website. Uh, no, it's a joke. but... <laughs> Seattle U website if you want to go that route. I'm on Instagram at Mr. PJM. Mr. is spelled out. M-I-S-T-E-R. I have a website for my photography, and that's mrminolta.com. I have a Minolta film camera. 
I'm Mr. PJM. So you can put two and two together there, I think. Mr. Minolta, Mr. is spelled out, dot com. I'm on Twitter, same thing, Mr. PJM. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Not sure where you can find me, just search <laughs> my name. Uh, I tw- some, yeah, Twitter, I tweet things, mostly retweet stuff. Sometimes I'll ask questions that nobody will answer. I'll put out a poll <laughs> that nobody answers. Um, so maybe you could answer those. That could be fun. Um, I think that's it. And I can give our address, but that seems Please really don't. personal. So I won't do that. Uh, and you can find his handsome face on my Instagram feed, of course. Thank you for taking this time out of your Sunday afternoon. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. You're wonderful. Um, we had a audience question from Instagram. Um, cause I put it out on Instagram, told everyone that I was interviewing you today. And, uh, one of the questions that came through was what is your favorite Noah Gunderson song of all time? Noah Gunderson. Great artist. Check him out. Noah Gunderson. Um, Favorite song. His last name is G U N D E R S E N. Gunderson. Noah. He's a Seattle artist. Seattle artist. You spell Noah like you would spell Noah. Um, (laughs) But we went to a show of his recently. The person who opened for him, her name is Phoebe Bridgers. She's great. She has a great voice. But they're on like this song together called Killer Plus Symbol The Sound the sound killer plus the sound i'll link this spotify link it's just like two of their songs kind of mashed together but they both have like beautiful voices and that's i think a song i've been hooked on Mm. recently Mm -hmm. um one of his songs just like by itself i'm looking on my phone to see what sticks out album is ledges for sure i like that one dying now how happy is one of a good one a good one. Ledges is another good one. <laughs> Just one song, though. That's hard. I think I gave the first song is the best song that I like, so we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. I'll link all of it in the show notes. Wow. No, they're really good. Sue, there's your answer. Um, Thanks for the question, Sue. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to A Braver Brand. To find more resources, show notes, and exclusives, head to www.katekmccarthy.com. If you loved this episode, make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review. Our work relies on listeners like you, and we're grateful each and every time you spread the word. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to us since day one, you know that I am all about Instagram. Come find me at Kate K. McCarthy and then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. A Braver Brand is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time.